on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the real. Let's say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have Q and AF. That's where uh, you submit your questions. And I give you the answers. You can submit those questions too, as always. Guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. And these can be about anything. These can be about personal development, uh, business, winning, uh, what's going on in the world. I really don't care. This is your chance to ask me what it is you want to ask me. Uh, and I answer it here on the show. So other times, whenever you uh, tune in, you will find that we have other formats of the show. A lot of times when you tune in, we're going to have CTI. That's Cruise the Internet. That's where we put up headlines on the screen and we talk about what's going on with them. Uh, we, we have a good time making fun of these idiots that write this shit. And then we talk about the problem at hand and how we can all uh, individually play a part in solving them and making the world better. Other times when you tune in, we have Real Talk. Real Talk is five to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk. Then we have full length and full length is what you're accustomed to with most of the other podcasts out there. It's, it's an interview format. Uh, I am not the most graceful interviewer. In fact, uh, I'm more of a conversationalist. That's what I like to call it. So we have all those different shows within the show. And our goal here is to bring value to you in a way that helps you improve your life uh, so that we can all individually become part of the collective solution to make this world a much better, more successful, more fulfilling place for every single human on the planet. That's the goal. Uh, we do have a fee for the show, and the fee is very simple. If you like the show, please share the show. If you get value from the show, please share the show. If you got a good sentence or a paragraph from the show that made you say, fuck, dude, that's good shit. I like that. Share the show, okay? That doesn't mean share the show one time out of every 100 that you watch. That means Hey man, do me a solid. I'm not filling your, your ears worth of um, 30 minutes uh, of ads for shit that I don't use. I don't take money from people. I don't answer to people. Um, I give you the real shit. And all I ask is that you help us grow the show by sharing it out if it, if it benefited you. If it doesn't benefit you, don't share it. That's a fair deal. I'm cool with that. So with that being said, today is Q and AF. Uh, I know DJ, I know, I know what you got. Oh, oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah? You got some good ones. I got <laughs> Isn't that right? I do. All right. I do, actually. Yeah. So what's going on, man? Nothing much. Uh, I, I heard you out there working out. You sound like a fucking water buffalo fucking drowning in the lake. Hey, man. The nobody, fuck was that? Nobody said it was, it was ever going to be pretty. Yeah, you know I, didn't, I didn't know. I mean, I, listen, I don't <laughs> expect it to be. But water fucking, buffaloes are tough as shit. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. They I'm just saying. Lines and here's shit. what I'm saying. I'm saying I was on the treadmill 30 yards away uh -huh. and I heard this fucking noise from this corner of the gym. What did it sound I, like? I, Roo! <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> and I look over and there's DJ doing fucking chest. That's work, baby. Yeah. But yeah. dude, like, and, and listen, man, I get it. People are going to make some noise, but that, where'd you, where'd you pick that one up at, bro? You've been watching no, a lot of National Geographic? I think what, what happened was the music cut off at exactly the right time. Really? It did cut off. Dude, you had what video did you watch where dudes make that noise when they're working out? Like, where'd you get that? 
I think it was one of Madat or something. You just, oh, Madat did it? <laughs> <laughs> Is that... That's did, DJ's Pornhub history. Did, did, he, oh, wait, did he do that before or after you stole his jokes? It was after for sure. I'm just saying. After for sure. I'm just saying, man, it was impressive. I mean, I, it, was, just, it was an impressive sound. I actually thought there could be an animal in the gym. <laughs> there is. Yeah. His Fuck, name, dude. His name is DJ. Apparently, it's dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that shit was getting heavy, man. That shit was getting heavy. I'm trying to change up like my, my, my sets and shit. So I do like three warm ups and then two really like heavy yeah. work sets. Yeah, you've been hitting it hard, man. Yeah, man. I get it, dude. I can respect it. I respect it. Yeah. So saying, sometimes man. it's not the prettiest. I'm 25, 30 years of being in a gym. You never heard I never that. heard that shit never. before. It's impressive. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right, man. So so what do you have to say for yourself? I mean, I know you're hitting hard, bro. You look good. No, I'm yeah, it's coming. I can tell, dude, I can tell the last couple of days your face is slimming down a little bit. Yeah. I so I, I tried to uh post this picture last night, uh, with my jeans and because I'm illiterate sometimes, I didn't a typo, right? Uh, no, but right. I, I posted this picture. What was that sentence you just said? Exactly. I mean, okay. Point, yeah, it's exhibit A. Okay. And so, <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> no, but I tried to post this picture on my story last night. It was a picture of like my jeans, man. And I, the caption was like, you know, I meant to say, uh, you know, I used to have this problem with my clothes not fitting right, and yeah. now I have this problem with my clothes not fitting right. Right. And it didn't go that way, so I just took it down and said, "Fuck you guys." This is a better problem, though. But and I'd rather have that one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 there's nothing worse, bro. Like a lot of you guys listening, you know, you may not have ever been o- overweight or fat in your life. I have spent a m- large amount of my life being yeah. fat as fuck. There ain't nothing worse than that. Yeah. Like I would much rather have my shit fucking hanging off of me. Yeah. Than not being able to fucking button my bro, shit. Bro, it's like this shirt. Like that's one. Like this is one of my favorite shirts. Yeah, and like now when it's I, almost like, too big for you. It's, it, it, I'm drowning yeah. in it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it's a cool, it's a really, really cool feeling to have, man. Yeah, like, and you know too, ass. like when you're bigger, guys, like it takes some time for those results to really start showing. You know, I heard something uh, a long time ago that I, I read it from Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I thought it was super valuable um, to me in regards to understanding how long results take. Actually, take yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he said. Um, it takes six weeks for your body and whether this is true scientifically or not, you know, I don't know. I really, I really don't know, but I found, I found it to be true, uh, anecdotally in my own life. Mm -hmm. And what he said was that the first five or six weeks, your body is adjusting to this new program. Mm -hmm. And that your 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 fat loss is actually much slower, and then it accelerates Drastic, at a much yeah. faster rate after the six week mark. And I found that to be absolutely true in my own experiences with being a fat fuck. Um, and most people never get to that point. Yeah. Most people can never make it to that six week point. And then mm-hmm. you get to that seventh week, eighth week, ninth week, ten week, and the shit starts falling off of you. Like, and and this is what makes people think, like, bro, that's just my genetics or it's just this or shit. bullshit bro listen it didn't take you uh overnight to get fat as fuck exactly like it it took you a long time yeah. and this is going to take some time too and you know anybody who's completed 75 hard or especially live hard has learned this lesson very 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 uh personally yeah because it's absolutely true yeah 100 percent, man but it, it's a good problem to yeah have. i just wish i hope i hope you guys you know who are thinking right now 
you know, after New Year's, I'm going to change my life. And I'm mm-hmm. going to, I hope you realize that you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. Like for real talk, like you're, you're, you're right justifying your, yeah. if you were serious about it, you'd do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck New Year's. Yeah. yeah. That's how I felt about Thanksgiving, man. I think we, we talked about it. We were like, oh man, like, why, you, you sure you want to take that off? I've taken the last 20 plus Thanksgivings off. Not only the 20 plus <laughs> Thanksgivings, uh, every other day along with it. Exactly. It's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, you know, you guys who are sitting there saying New Year's, New Year's, New Year's, New Year's, whether it be in your business or your mm-hmm. fitness or whatever it is you're trying to do, just recognize you're pacifying yourself. You're lying to yourself right now because you know in your heart that you're likely not to follow through. And I hope you do. Mm-hmm. But my recommendation and what I've been, like I started 75 hard. I'm on day 11. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be sprinting into the fucking 23. Like I am going to be kicking ass and I'm already kicking ass again. Yeah. Like 11 days in, I feel fucking amazing. Um. But like, bro, you know, it, it, it's real talk. Like you guys should start fucking thinking about this now and at, taking action now. And if you take, you know, Christmas off to be with your family, fine. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole bunch of days before Christmas and there's some days after Christmas, before New Year's For sure. that you can win on. You know what I'm saying? Like, For I'm not sure. saying you have to start 75 hard. I'm not saying it has to be like that. I started 75 hard specifically because I needed the mental upgrade, mm-hmm. all right? Like, I've been injured for a fucking year, 14 months. I'm finally to a point where I could train. I'm, I, this, this whole year has been a mental fuck for me because I haven't been able to do the things that have kept me sane for a long time. Um, and I did what I could, but it just wasn't the same, right? Yeah. Like, I did 75 hard with my injury where I was doing, you know, two cardios most of the days and shit like that. And, bro, it just wasn't... I wasn't able to put in the proper amount of intensity to get that mental return where I needed it to be. And uh, now that I'm back, you know, the first day I realized uh, that I was back to being able to train effectively, I started, mm-hmm. which was 11 days ago. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, you know, I realized that might not be everybody's goal right now, but I could tell you this, this is real talk. I was talking to Emily because I was in a very hard spot before I started that, this last round of 75 and I'm like, fuck, dude, like, we're going to find out if this motherfucker actually really works again, you know, because yeah. I needed it. Yeah. I needed it. Yeah. And dude, man, that fucking shit does work. Like it fucking works. If yeah. you do it right, you do it with intent, you do it with the proper, uh, the way I've laid it, uh, made it for you guys to follow and not try to make adjustments and justify and fucking cucumber rules. water. Yeah. yeah, bro. You motherfuckers <laughs> don't understand that the reason that you fucking suffer mentally is because you're used to accommodating yourself by making adjustments in the situation at hand. Mm-hmm. You you think you're qualified to say what's oh this is okay for me. This is all right for me. This is what I want to do. But but you do that with everything in life. Right. And you don't realize that the reason you don't have confidence, the reason you don't have discipline, the reason you don't have self-esteem, the reason you don't have grit, fortitude, or any of the other shit, the self-belief that comes from this program is because you consistently change the environment to suit your mood or feelings or what it is. And because of that, you never overcome anything difficult. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you feel like shit about yourself all the time. And when I see people make adjustments on this program and they think, oh, I'm just going to do this instead, like, because it's easier. Mm -hmm. That's the problem, bro. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. You try to make everything easy. You try to make everything convenient. You try to make everything more palatable to your sensitive taste buds. When in reality, those taste buds need to be toughened up because the world's going to serve you a bunch of shit your whole entire life. And you need to build yourself into someone who can fucking handle it. Yeah. So 
Yeah, fucking resilient, bro. Yeah, bro it, it 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 drives me insane because, dude, these people can't even recognize that just by trying to accommodate. Oh, I'm gonna run a marathon, but you know what? I'm going to run 18 miles instead of the 26.2, and I'm gonna say I ran a marathon. Yeah. I'm gonna do an Iron Man. I'll just get the tattoo of Iron Man. Dude, I'm gonna do an Iron Man, but instead of uh the run, because I'm a shitty runner, I'm just gonna bike that part as well. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And I did an Iron Man. That's you motherfuckers. So do whatever you gotta do. Do the program or don't do the program. But if you say you do the program, do it the fucking right way, and I promise you it will change your motherfucking life. That's a fact, man. I'll stand on that till the day I fucking die. Because I am witness to it every single day. I see tens of thousands of people who have fucking actually committed changing their fucking lives. And by the way, I changed my fucking life with it. It's how I fucking live. So if you want to learn about that, it's episode 208. The program's completely free. And that's not an ad. Wait. Yeah. I paid. <laughs> well, you know, I used to always say it's the truth. It doesn't cost money, but it ain't fucking free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucking real. Well, guys, let's get into these uh these these questions. Uh, Andy, question number one. Andy, what are your thoughts on the NCAA football rules with players getting paid and stuff? Uh, I'm 19 and I play for a D1 AA school. I'm trying to learn how to build a personal brand because people are telling me it's important. But all I really care about is playing football and graduating. What should I do? What are your thoughts? Well, that's kind of a two-part question. Um, I 100% agree that these athletes at these big schools where these schools make tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars on their athletic program, deserve a slice of the pie. You know, when they're selling the athletes' jerseys, when they're using their name and likeness, and, you know, they're fucking getting paid money off of video games and shit, some of that needs to go to the athletes. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know the, the way that NIL is actually set up in detail, et cetera, but I also have seen a lot of these athletes who are really good players now turn their focus into becoming some sort of influencer uh, instead of focusing on becoming the best absolute player they can be. And it's kind of like delayed gratification in a way. Mm. You guys have to understand that even though you're able to make money right now, that money is not going to compare to the money that you'll make if you just focused on becoming a better fucking athlete every single day Mm -hmm. and didn't worry about this shit. If that's your goal. Yeah, Yeah. I see a lot of these people getting wrapped up in this NIL shit where, and, and by the way, how I think the money should be distributed is it should go into some sort of annuity fund or something that they can get later in life. They won't have access to yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. bro, the reality is, you know, some of these guys are getting paid a lot of money, bro. Mm-hmm. And they're showing up at school with a brand new fucking Benz. Rolexes. And, yeah, yeah, bro. And listen, dude, that will come and go. And that distraction that you create by living that life during that period of time will actually keep you from achieving the bigger dream that's always been on the table for you. Yeah. And so it's a very fine line to walk. I if it were me, it would go into an account that could earn interest that these guys could rely on these girls can rely on later in life um it doesn't have to be when they're 40 right but i mean dude maybe when they hit 30 maybe when they hit 27 or 28 something that doesn't distract them in the moment when they're working to become the best that they've uh you know they want to become 
and you've already invested 15 years of work into this, why mm -hmm. the fuck would you get distracted over a few dollars now? Right. It's not smart. Right. Okay. And that's my problem with NIL. I think there's a lot of athletes that are getting ruined because they're not, they're losing focus on what their core project has been. Uh, to, now for it's this, about for that. This, yeah. For this yeah. relatively little amount of funds right now. Yeah. So like, I'm okay with them getting money, but like, bro, let's give them the money a little bit later so that it can earn interest and they can think about what they want to do with it. And they don't just like blow it on bullshit. Right. Okay. It's like six months ago, these dudes were asking, they had to raise their hand and go use the bathroom. Yeah. That's bro. fucking bullshit too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, look, dude, look, look, <laughs> look, look, man, the, the, the players deserve something. Yeah, for sure. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But when you start taking away their core focus, you're actually handicapping a lot of athletes that would cross that finish line and make it to the professional levels uh, as a superstar because, you know, they got a million bucks now and they think it's a lot of money. And dude, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm like, don't just sit there and say, oh, well, you just don't think it's a lot of money. Man, motherfucker, it ain't a lot of money. Mm. Like you motherfuckers will get that money and you will realize that it goes like that. And what will happen is over the course of your life, you'll wish your entire life you had that money back to do something with. Mm. Okay. So for, I mean, dude, the way, look how they propagate spending on, especially in hip hop culture. Yeah. I mean, bro, look, I can't talk because I live that life. Like I live a pretty fucking baller life, but I also only spend an, a little bitty proportion of my income to live that life. To achieve that. The rest of it goes back into my companies or, or into things that are, you know, going to produce more later on. So um, my, my advice to a, any young athlete, no matter if you're just, um, you know, let's say an entry level influencer NIL or a, or a big time superstar athlete, right? That's getting paid some serious money. D dude, just forget about the money. Forget about you fucking getting that money and focus on being in the gym, focus on your academics, focus on development of your athletic career and get through this phase of your life without being distracted because that distraction will ruin you in what could potentially be your biggest opportunity ever. Um, and, and the attention and the girls and the, and the fucking life that you're getting now for that, bro, you won't even remember that shit in 10 years. Mm -hmm. You won't even remember it. It won't mean shit to you. Yeah. And you're going to be like, fuck, I wish I had fucking still had that, you know, hundred grand or 50 grand or fucking a million, but whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Right. It goes for everybody. Like these young men and young women shouldn't be having to think about the lifestyle that they need to live and how they need to attract people on Instagram and all this shit when they're, in my opinion, at that level of collegiate sports. For sure. One of the things that makes collegiate sports so fucking great is that it's true competition, bro. Like it's not, it's not, it's not muddied. It's not spoiled. It's not infected by this like by the money, yeah, right? It's pure shit. This is why I watch yeah. college football and I don't really care about pro football. Right. It's exciting right. to me. It's not politicized. Yeah, and it's by not, the way, yeah. like it's cool to watch these young kids do their fucking thing, bro. Like I fucking love that, you know? And I just wish a lot of the young men and women out there, you know, they need better. And that's the other thing. Like a lot of you guys have these agents or these advisors, bro. These motherfuckers don't give two shits about you. Thanks. They don't give two fucks about you. You think they do because they've done this for 20 years and they know how to sell you. Mm -hmm. They know exactly where you are and they know exactly what they need to say to get you to go with them. And they will fucking act like they're your best friend. And at the end of the day, bro, they're going to try to get you to go for the deal that's best for them, not the deal that's best for you. And what the deal is that's best for you, no matter who you are in the NCAA, is going to be 
focusing on becoming the absolute fucking best at whatever your craft is and worrying about the money at a later date. Mm-hmm. That's my recommendation. Oh, that's fucking real, man. That's real. I, do, I, I mean, like you said, there's a trade-off. And it seems like it's almost like irresponsibility on behalf of the coaches. And again, I, I'm not in these locker rooms and I, I'm not in these programs, right? But it appears to be because I, I follow a lot of these young men. I know a lot of these young men. Yeah. There's, there's some irresponsibility. And I don't know if it's intentional. We ain't, we ain't got to go there. But it's like they're leaving these kids that high and fucking dry. Like bro, I, wanna, I, bro, I, even in the NFL, dude. Like, it's the same exact thing. Yeah, as you're doing dude, it earlier, now. dude. Yeah, they have the rookie symposium, bro. Yeah. They don't teach these motherfuckers shit. No, they don't teach these motherfuckers shit. You know why? It's the same reason they don't teach you shit coming out of high school about financial responsibility. Right. Okay. And, and you could. And, and what the reason for that is is because it makes you once you're indebted, it makes you easy to control. You have to work to survive. You have to do their things to survive. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when you have debt, they've got equity. All right. And once you understand that concept, you can start to understand why they don't teach us financial responsibility. And then you say, well, why, why are you saying that about the rookie symposium? Well, if these guys go out, they, these owners are not fucking stupid. If these guys go out, these athletes and go out and spend a bunch of money on their contract and they need more money, what are they likely to do? Resign. No, no, no. What are they likely to do? They're likely to fucking perform better because oh, yeah. they fucking have to, because they fucking have to. Mm. Okay, so you're gonna they they let these people intentionally go out and live a, a a ridiculous lifestyle that they truly can't afford, bro. Not many like, and I know like, mm. dude, this is this is gonna sound yeah. ridiculous. Okay, coming from it, this is just true, and whether you think so or not, it's your perspective. But the, most of these pro athletes don't make that much money. Yeah. They make a, they, you have to understand that money is probably, is supposed to last them for 70 years. Okay. Their whole entire life. So when you stretch out an athlete's salary over the course of 70 years, it doesn't equate to the same numbers that are, and, and they don't even, they don't even teach that. Right. They don't even teach that. And so you got guys who are making four or five, you know, 2 million a year thinking they're rich as fuck. They're going out buying rolls and living in a big house. And bro, I'm going to tell you right now, that ain't enough money to live like that. It just isn't. You have to sustain your life over the course of a long time. And, and, and by the way, when you're a pro athlete, the idea is to be done with pro athletes with a huge sum of cash that you can now deploy into other avenues that will allow you to make even more money. And many athletes do this. It's just not enough. And they don't mm. teach it right. Yeah. True, man. You know, the rookie symposium in the NFL, bro, it, it, it's a fucking joke. Like, it's a fucking joke. And, and ask anybody you know that plays in, that's ever been to it. Ask them. They'll tell you. It's not right, dude. We could do a much better job educating these young men and women about how the fuck to manage their finances properly and not be broke and be on ESPN 30 for 30 two years after they fucking got done playing. Yeah, no shit. I was going to touch touch the marketing brand aspect of it. Like, now you got kids fucking, like, like same reason you don't run a fucking ass. You're not about to fucking pitch some shit you don't even believe in. These well, kids, that's a whole nother That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a different conversation. No, but, but, it, like, but we could touch on it, bro. Because that's true. Because what a lot of these kids are doing is they're representing things they don't understand or don't believe in or don't use. The brand horse. Yes. And dude, once you have a reputation for that, even if you wanted to become a respectable influencer after your playing career is over, people are going to remember that you sold out for a few dollars for some shit that you didn't even know about. Right. So it's damaging them that way too. Yeah. It's crazy shit. Yeah. it's 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 an important point, bro. Uh, Guys, any question number two? 
Andy, I'm three years in business and I'm about to start hiring my first round of employees. For a products-based company, when it comes to things like education or work experience, right? What are some things that you found that owner operators should be super cognizant of? Uh, and what are things that are kind of just null and void or shouldn't have too much focus on when it comes to hiring new employees or first-time employees? Well, look, man, a lot of you guys think, a lot of people think there's some like golden employee tree where you like hire the all-star employees and yeah. like they just fucking- There's a come. garden. Yeah, bro. That, that's Shiny. not, yeah. that's, that's what people think. Like when they have, when they have a good experience at a business, they will be like, well, fuck, where'd you come from? Mm -hmm. And most of the case, like, dude, how do you think Chick-fil-A gets all their employees to fucking behave the way they do? Do you think it's fucking luck? Do you think they fucking just go to the, the, the garden of fucking Eden and say, hey, all you- They might. I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, bro. That's what people think. Right. Like, people think that. Yeah. But in reality, they have extensive training and they have a strong value system inside, mm -hmm. which we often report, refer to as core values. And there's a culture that lives and breathes Chick-fil-A and customers feel it. Mm -hmm. Customers know it. If you ask anybody like what the best fucking service is or who the nicest people are, every fucking human out there is going to say Chick-fil-A. Mm -hmm. Every fucking human. It's, it's, it's universally known. Yeah. That doesn't come because they just happen to get lucky hiring the right employees. Right. They actually take the time to vet the people that come in and make them understand this is what this is about. This is how it's done here. This is what we do. And they don't tolerate less than that. Mm -hmm. And the reason that most entrepreneurs and business owners can't effectively hire is because they won't stand on that line hard. We have a generation of total fucking weak pussy fucks yeah. who will not fucking stand up for themselves. And that goes for entrepreneurs as well. Yeah. This is why when you say this is how it's going to be, you have to be willing to let go of people who will not fucking live that way inside the walls of your company. And most business owners won't do that. Most business owners are held hostage by a group of people inside their company that have they are somehow convinced their brain that without those people, the company will fail. Yeah. And so they hesitate to install true real culture because they know that they're key people who probably produce some of their sales that are relevant will leave. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's true. They will leave. But when you make this new living, breathing culture based around the core values that you believe in and the code of conduct that you want your employers, uh, employees to behave along the lines of, now you're making an investment in the future. Right. Now you won't have to be held hostage by these people anymore. Now you will have to deal with far less bullshit from your employees, but because you're not willing to pull the bandaid off the first time, you can never truly get it going because when most people try to, and by the way, this person's in a great, you haven't hired anybody. So this is a great time to do this. But most people who have employees, they have a really hard time uh, changing the culture or, or the inner workings or, or the mission or anything inside their business because the minute they do, the people who have been there the longest who are used to being catered to and told their fucking everything and, you know, get cake in the fucking break room. Yeah. Like, <laughs> bro, those people revolt, revolt against them. Yeah. So they're like, fuck this. I'm not doing that. And then they have a, they have a mutiny on their hands. And that's the point. The point is to create the mutiny so you can get the fucking bad apples out and that's then you right. can move forward the right way. That's right. But most owners won't fucking make that. They won't pull that mandate off. Yeah. And because of that, their businesses will continue to 
creep along, barely breaking even, never be fun to go to, always have drama in the office, always have bullshit. And look, dude, we have an excellent culture in my companies because I understand how to design it from the ground up. And there's still problems. There's still things that you have to address. It's not perfect, but it does make things a lot easier. And when your customer, when, when you're, when your um, employees can all align themselves with the same mentality, now you have a lot of people rowing the same direction and you can actually move where you're trying to go at a much faster rate. But you have to have some courage right? and you have to be determined to do it. You know, when we first put our, our core values in place, we were 11 years into our business. Um, yeah, some motherfuckers quit. Mm. We lost some people. Some people left. But here we are. 11 years later, and it's fucking the greatest thing that we have going for us. Yeah. So to the point where it's like the solid culture prevents the cancers from even fucking applying. Yeah, that's true. Well, they'll come in and if they do make it past, see, see, once your culture gets to a mature level, bro, and it's like understood, now you have- Oozing out the fucking doors. Yeah, bro, now you have a self-policing situation where your employees will identify people that don't fit. And they will fucking eliminate them without you ever hearing about it. Mm-hmm. That's that's what, ha- or they won't even get in because the right. people interviewing them are like, "Fuck, dude, this guy ain't he ain't one of us." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he ain't rowing. Yeah, yeah, he's not gonna row. Yeah. He's not gonna carry the bricks, bro. Yep. You know, and the motherfuckers that don't carry the bricks ain't the motherfuckers you want to build with. That's fucking real. Oh, I love it. Uh, guys, Andy, question number three, third and final one, Andy. If I align. With a smaller political party, okay, let's say libertarian, uh-huh. should I be voting for that candidate when there is an election? A lot of people tell me I'm throwing my vote away because that candidate will never win. I'm trying to vote for who I think is best, but should I instead vote for which candidate I align better with out of the two main political parties? In our current system, when you vote for a party or a, a candidate that literally cannot win, that's a vote to the opposition. Hmm. It's just as bad as you voting for the person you don't want to win. Right now. Right in our current system. Right. We have a two-party system. And Libertarian Party never, ever, ever has enough horsepower to make an impact on a on a large scale. Now it might at the it might at the community level. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of independent people, libertarian people, things like that at the community level, even at the state level. But on the on the federal elections, they don't have enough horsepower yet to really do that. So you have to really think that through because if you decide that you want to vote for a candidate that doesn't actually have a chance at winning, you're, you're basically putting yourself in the worst possible scenario for what you actually want. Mm. And it's important to understand this because like, for example, I'm actually more of a libertarian than I am anything else. Now I'm not a libertarian that believes that we should have no laws and anarchy and chaos but I am a libertarian in the way that I view personal liberty, in the way that I view personal responsibility, in the way that I view we should have a very small government with very low taxes. Our taxes should be completely transparent to see exactly where they're going. And these people in the government should not make money when they go to serve. And we should all have the equal rights. We should all be free. We should not be harassed by these three-letter agencies. We mm-hmm. shouldn't be oppressed by an over-oppressive tax system. And most of the problems in society can be solved by private companies at the community level. I understand this in depth. And if we sat down, I could 
and I don't care if you agree or disagree with me. If you disagree with me and we sat down, I could fucking destroy you on this argument. Right. Okay. I've thought about it quite a bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but I don't vote libertarian. Right. Okay. Recently, I've, I've voted for what everybody likes to call ultra MAGA, crazy, far right, alt right, blah, 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 which actually means in real life, real citizens. Yeah. Let me translate this for you from the media and the propaganda. Real citizens who are tired of the government shit who want to go there and fix it. Mm -hmm. That's who I've been voting for. Okay. That's what I think needs to happen because that's the closest thing we have to citizen representation happening at the national level. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now those people happen to be Republican. Does that, does that mean I believe in every establishment Republican viewpoint? Absolutely fucking not. But yeah. here's what I do know. The people on the other side are fucking insane, bro. And they're strategically destroying our country. And I'm not going to go into that because I go into that a lot on, on the other show. Mm -hmm. But because I see it that way and I see what they're happening, I vote for the people that I think have the biggest chance of stopping this over here. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, no, it makes perfect sense. I think there's, there, there's another thing in there too, though, right? It's like, you know, it's... And by the way, if there were independent Democrats, like for example, like Tulsi Gabbard, yeah, yeah. independent Democrat, okay, I'd vote for her. Mm -hmm. Like I don't vote. Uh, I'm not a strict party no, line. Fuck yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. that's not. That's not. Smart. I vote for people that aren't bought and paid for to the maximum degree. Mm -hmm. We need independent citizens from our communities, and I'm not talking about people who want to go there and plug into the system and get rich. I'm talking about motherfuckers that care about this country, whether they have more liberal leaning views or whether they have more right leaning views. That that that's not really of concern to me because. Yeah. The main problem that we have in this country right now is that everybody at the top, and I think we talked about this on yesterday's show or the day before, everybody at the top is part of the same deal. Mm -hmm. They're all in the secret club that none of us are in. So we need to figure out how to get people in there to break that shit up. Right. And this is why we talked about the show with Ian Smith, where the rhino Republicans are actually a bigger enemy than the fucking Democrats, because the rhino Republicans will fucking run hate ads and scandal ads against these regular citizens trying to go in and disrupt what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like they did to Eric Greitens. Right. Okay. And people say, well, Eric Greitens used to be a Democrat. Yeah, no shit, bro. Until he recognized it was fucking crazy. Right. And, you know, and now he's over here and he actually believes these things. Like sometimes you got to go over here to understand what the fuck is going on. And you're like, fuck, I'm at the wrong party, bro. Yeah. And you go back, you know what I'm saying? Like, so... The short answer to a complicated question is when you vote for a party that has no chance at winning, you are automatically voting for the opposition every single time. So we, we're never going to have a perfect candidate. We have to vote and think along the lines of who's the best, even if they're flawed. Yeah. Like this guy might like. Well, that's, that's what I was going to bring up. It's like that all or nothing mentality. It's killing America. You're, you should not agree with everything. No, 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 bro. It's in. killing us. Yeah. It, it's yeah. in everything. It's, yeah. it's, look at, it's identity politics, bro. Look how, the, look how the media speaks about black people. Right. They speak about black people as like they all think the same way. Mm -hmm. Or Latino people as they all think the same way. Or white people are all white supremacists. Right. Like, bro, that's fucking bullshit. Right. We're all fucking independent thinkers, every single one of us. And they are lumping us into an ideology that benefits them because if they can get us to all fall in line with a group and you're a part of this group and I'm a part of this group over here, then we're supposed to not get along. Right. Because right? that's what they tell us. At yes. And like, do we as citizens, as a collective, have to get much smarter about how we relate to individuals uh, 
and how we communicate things. Like this whole thing with identity politics and like I'm part of this and I, I vote Democrat because I'm I'm part of the black community and I vote uh I vote Democrat because I'm part of the Latino community. That this shit has got to stop, bro. We have to start voting. And and by the way, we also have to criticize people. Like people like like, dude, a lot of people like to say, uh, and I'm just saying, they will say, well, all the crime in the in the country is coming from the black population, the vast majority of it. That may be true, but that still does not mean that black people are fucking criminals, bro. Right. There's well, yeah. Dude, look, man, it's, I, was I know shit. we like to make jokes, yeah, no, but this is shit. no joke. Like this, this is no joke. Like yeah. we cannot lump everybody into these fucking generalizations because it can, it keeps us all from having any sort of reasonable dialogue. Like the worst kind of human in this country right now, outside of communists and pedophiles is the person who can't be friends with someone who thinks a little bit different than them. Yeah. That's the problem we have in this country. That's the problem. Okay, like, bro, I'm I'm proud to say that I I am very proud of this. I have friends across the spectrum of every fucking political ideology. There's progressive people that I talk to on a regular basis that we have civil discourse. Now, I'm not talking about fuck you, you're fucking blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about civil discourse. And by the way, if we sit down and break bread, it's still fucking cool. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not tolerating that ideology anymore. It's it's poisonous. And we have to get to a point where we stop lumping everybody in with this groupthink and start recognizing, especially when it comes to the crimes that are being committed uh, at the top level, okay, by the tyrants that are putting crimes on us. We cannot, like, we cannot say, oh, like, dude, this is the problem that with Kanye, I've said this fucking five times with Kanye. He keeps saying the Jews, it's not the fucking Jews. Right. It's fucking not the Jews. That's a ridiculous fucking statement. It's actually people who are very wealthy who uh, may happen to be Jewish and they definitely use anti-Semitism to hide behind Mm -hmm. so you can't criticize anything they say. But that certainly doesn't mean that the rest of the Jewish people are fucking part of the problem. Exactly. And like, bro, that's an absurd argument. It's an absurd argument. Right. It's absurd. And all it does is just continue to hide. It's not even a little bit true. Right. We have a cabal, yes. We have elite fucks, yes. We have a bunch of people who are fucking communists and want a globalist system at the top who want to oppress the rest of the world, yes. That does not equate to an entire fucking race or religion of people. Right. It just doesn't. Makes sense to me. That's because it's fucking, that's what it is. (laughs) Right. And like, dude, people, people are so fucking conditioned to groupthink now it's like this or that. It's like a very binary way to think. I'm either this team or that team. I either believe in this or that. Bro, there's all these issues that we do this on. There's a million miles of nuance in the middle that that matters. Yeah, for sure. And we're not even discussing it. Let me, let me ask you this. So what, if you could put it in a percentage, right? If I'm voting for a candidate, what's a healthy percentage that you think should be acceptable? Like if you believe in this many percent of this person's values, platforms, policies, that that should be okay for you to vote for them. I don't think it's a percentage. I think it's who has the highest percentage. So, mm. so if I have a Democrat, a Libertarian, and a fucking Republican, the Democrat only uh, really hits on twenty percent of the shit I care about. Okay, 
The rest of the shit, the eighty percent, it's exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Then I got the libertarian that has, you know, eighty percent of the things that I agree. Okay, that's that's, and then I got the Republican who's got sixty percent. Well, the libertarian doesn't have a chance to win right. in this election. There's no right. chance for that. So I am going to vote for the Republican over here because they they have a they can win, and which is most important part, and they represent more of what i represent than what these other people this other side represents yeah does that make sense perfect sense no, that, that, that's perfect but dude we as humans have to get rid of this group think bullshit this identity politics politics bullshit like when you lump an entire per like when you when you say white people or you say black people or you say fucking jewish people or you say this or that or this i hope you understand that you're a fucking victim of their propaganda because mm-hmm. we have to hold individuals responsible for their individual evil or bad decisions or their crimes. And if we don't get back to that, we end up in a situation where very evil things can happen and very dangerous things can happen. One of which happens all the time when communism is tried to be implemented, which is a fucking genocide or a mass killing. This has happened over and over and over and over again with the same ideology. And the reason is, is because there's always a mass part of the population that doesn't want to fucking buy in to eating fucking crickets and not eating and not having shit. Right. Like, so what are they, what their solution is like, bro, anytime you have to have a military implement your fucking position, it's about uh, force. It's probably not a great one. Yeah. I'd say that's a good litmus test. Yeah. <laughs> well guys, Andy, that is three. So go pay the fee. Yeah. Go pay it. Pay it. Pay the fee. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl. Fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Doesn't know. Headshot. Case closed.